whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Edmiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Cash. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of familiar carols. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning. Welcome to the 10 o'clock hour of Weekend Gardener. Uh, Mike Rayley obviously is not here today. He is uh, in Europe on uh, tour. And uh, we'll have lots to talk about next week when he comes back. I'm Tom Campbell, subbing for him. Rufus Edmiston and uh, Phil Campbell are here uh, with us this this morning for the remaining hour of Weekend Gardener. And we thank you for tuning in and for listening, particularly Kristen. Kristen, good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Phil. Hey. Uh, oh, hey. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. Uh-huh. Um. I, w- I just heard this, this call about this rose rosette thing. I've never heard of it before. <laughs> and so I wanted to know more about it. So while I've been waiting, uh, uh, I want you to use the Google. I use the Google. It the Google. Horrible looking thing. It, it looks like a rooster's comb, doesn't it? <laughs> it's terrible looking. 
I have five uh, knockout roses. I've never seen anything like that on them, so I guess I'm blessed. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Is there anything you can do? Well, I, I looked here, and it says there's no rose that that doesn't get it. Right. Can't get it. It's not, and it's a, it's a killer for whatever it's on. But anyway, is there anything you can do to help prevent getting it? No, because it's airborne. So and it's prevalent on knockout roses, but yeah. the but the other roses can get it also. We've well, had unfortunately yeah. when knockout roses came out, everybody in the world planted them. Right. And so when you plant that many of one thing, something's going to happen. Once I mean, it'll just it's just going to happen sooner or later. Um, so uh, what there are some shrub roses that have been bred since the knockouts uh, that are that are supposedly a little less susceptible but i would say that chances are about any rose could could get it um and when you get it you have to go ahead and dig the rose up put it in a plastic bag and get it off the property and don't plant any more anywhere close to where you took the one up well i've got five and they came with the house (laughs) all right well hopefully you'll be good think about them uh but uh they they are uh loaded with flowers right well great now. i mean they are just well enjoy you know i cut them back to about five inches tall every february mm-hmm. and uh they they have really been pretty but they keep me busy because there's always something to be trimmed off of them or sprayed on them or this and that right but uh, but when i heard about this i thought i've never heard you tell us such a thing yeah. well you'll know if you've got it because the, <laughs> yeah. yeah i can see that from the picture the growth on well not only that but it spreads it's, it's airborne yeah. and it spreads so, right. so it, might. it's liable to infect all the rest of your plants right so just well, be I careful have any others <laughs> all right hey you going mm-hmm. to class reunion uh probably so Yep. All right. Thank you. You won't want to tell which year. No, we, we... won't talk about that. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. We won't talk about it. Well, All right. Thanks. <laughs> we just had our 60th high school class reunion down in Greenville, and uh, I'll tell you, it was it was good being with everyone. But we decided that we were going to probably have to change the format for this because too many of us don't want to be up at night or late at night exactly. and driving at night and right. uh, oh well i know it's tough yeah but it was sure good to start to, earlier start at three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> well believe it or not that's that's one of the suggestions it was made was yeah. to to have a, a a luncheon type thing and gather together and give plenty of time for people to socialize and be able to get home at some sort of a reasonable hour right um but we were amazed how many of them actually came back if you stop and think about it those were really formative years for all of us in high school and uh, we went through and particularly in my generation because i was class of 63 in high school and think about what we went through i mean uh, we had gone through World War II. Uh, the war was over. There was a recession, a pretty big recession that took place uh, after that. But then America started booming and everything was bright. It was the era of Camelot. John Kennedy actually came to Greenville uh, and uh, campaigned in uh, my hometown. I shook his hand. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, so th- it was, it, they were. 
times when things were exciting and new and new innovations and things, we were the Pepsi generation. Yeah. Uh, and we went through a lot of stuff together, and it was good to be able to get back together and just uh, reminisce a little while. And I, But, however, I will say this. A weekend of it was enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rufus, do you even remember back that far? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, uh, those were the duck, In- ducktail haircuts. Yeah, uh, pegged pants. Yeah, pegged, yeah. Madras. And I, well, now that was when I went to college, but back in high school, I was a country boy. Watauga County. Driving a tractor with a little uh, wagon behind it, <clears throat> hauling cabbage through the streets of Boone to J.C. Goodnight's uh, cabbage house. And, but, but everything was so simple. It reminded me of the Pat Boone. Yeah. A white sport coat and a pink carnation. Yep. Uh, you you had your you had your home, your church and your school or your your and bases. your family and your, your family, family. Yeah. They, those yep. were the bases. That was it. And, and my goodness, how it's changed. Well, but, we were talking about the fact that that for instance on Sundays, uh, we had blue laws. Yeah. So nothing was open except you know those things that were just absolutely essential. I mean, for instance, drugstores right could open but not to buy anything other than prescription medicines. Well, I can tell you, my dad, I remember how upset my dad was when um, we when the uh, Kmart opened on Western Boulevard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was so upset. My dad would not let us go anywhere that anybody had to work mm-hmm. for us. Now, if Sunday. we went to the beach, we could go out on the beach. But if we wanted to go to Pullen Park or if we wanted to go to the movie – or anywhere we had to pay for where somebody had to work, we were not allowed to go. And and, and Sundays were a time when uh, after church, and most all of us during those those times went to church. In fact, it used to be a common thing when you'd meet somebody for the first time. You'd say, "Oh, what church do you go to?" Because it was kind of assumed. But Sunday afternoons, uh, my mother and dad would would take a little nap after lunch, and then later in the afternoon, we'd get in the car, and we'd ride around and go to a service station and buy a drink and a pack of nabs or something yeah. like that. Or uh, the the local uh, uh, dairy there uh, had an ice cream bar, and on Sunday afternoons, you could go get an ice cream. Yeah. But that uh, – Well, this- I, I was four, four years earlier than you guys, and Sunday afternoons to us meant – you went visited relatives. That's well, we I was did. getting That's ready to say that was that was the other thing. That's what yeah. we did. Yeah. We either spent the weekend up at my granny's in Alamance County, or on Sunday afternoon we'd ride down to uh, see my dad's people in Harnett County. So it was, uh, you know, it was pretty much of a family thing. Yeah, I think weekend. so much of the mental crisis today we hear about in society is that people have far too many choices. You every let's look what's in the grocery store now. I remember going to the A and P. I know it. I when know I grew it. up, you had the essentials there. Yeah, you didn't have all these decisions to make. There are too many, too many choices today that people can't get something that is very special to them because there's so darn many choices. I went. I went to buy a a, a jar of V eight juice because <laughs> we like V eight juice. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many different varieties of V8 juice? I mean, they're all uh, V8. Absolutely. I saw it I yesterday. Mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's stupid. 
I just want V8 juice. Yep. And, yeah. And of course, it the becomes, old regular V8 juice. Now they've got orange, purple. I saw it yesterday. Yes. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Well, Paul from Lake Forest wants right. to contribute well, to the program Paul. this morning, and maybe he'll <laughs> elevate this conversation to a, a little higher level. Good morning, Paul. How y'all doing? We're doing good. I'm glad y'all are reminiscing. I remember I was back Tom, and y'all was stomping grounds in the early 60s. Mm-hmm. I finished at Campbell in 65. We're all right. Oh, okay. That's great. Uh, yeah. I remember those days very well. My grandfather was president at the time, and they used to have uh, cows that would graze out on the yard out yeah. there. They didn't uh, help cut the grass. There you go. Yeah. Now, were you at the Campbell House, or were you? My dad grew up in the Campbell House. Actually, his his mother died in the influenza epidemic of 1918, and so for all intents and purposes. His father uh, and uh, he went to live. Leslie. Yeah, uh, Leslie was my grandfather. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, anyway, he went to live at the Campbell House, so he spent he spent most of his formative years there, and uh, yeah, uh, it was quite a place. And you're in Wake Forest now. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, oh, Paul, do you have that? Do you have your tomatoes out yet in your pots on your balcony? Huh? Have you got your tomatoes out yet in your pots on your balcony? I'm going to get them uh, from Gerald tomorrow. Well, now, well you, ask him for a Rufus plant. Ask, ask for a Rufus plant, and he'll give you one. <laughs> I will. I will. Well, I always enjoy the program. Well, well thank, thank you, you for calling, Paul. Paul and yeah. Thank you for relieving us of some of our memories. Appreciate <laughs> it. George is on the phone now. He's from Rollsville. Good morning, George. Actually, I forgot where I was from at first. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you retire. But anyway, I have a question for anyone that wants to take a stab at this. Uh, I used to have, and mind you, I said used to have privets in my backyard. I had 13 of them. And they were starting to get diseased. I would push on a limb, and the limb would fall right off. I've had them for like uh, 14, maybe 15 years, and I went online and researched this, and it said if you have privets and you live in North Carolina, they're in the legustrum family. Uh, get rid of your legustrums, get rid of privets, <laughs> because they will uh, infect and disease other plants and trees in your yard. Well, how do you get rid of legustrum? I have to, I have to say that I really don't know about that, um, George. I know that we've got the prettiest privet on the back of the lot, down behind the greenhouses. I think I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then uh, legustrum has been around forever and a day. We had it at our house when we when I was growing up on Western Boulevard, off Western Boulevard. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I just have to say. I mean, um, but we can certainly check on that and let you know. Legustrum is kind of like kudzu. I don't <laughs> think you can get I mean, it spreads all over everywhere. I got them popping up all over the yard. Well, I had a man come in, and um, a friend of mine set all the privets down to the ground, 
with his chainsaw because I wasn't able to do it. And uh, then I had a man come in to uh, grind the stump, and I had replanted it in grass seed. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I, but I would love to know the answer to it. I, I got rid of them because uh, they were starting to uh, uh, disease other trees that I have. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what the disease was, but uh, it I, I know it, it was full. Once these stumps came up down at the bottom, there was a lot of uh, grub. Mm. And I, I'm just wondering if uh, that had something to do with it. But uh, they're gone, but I really would like to know the answer because, as you said about the rear of the lot, uh, these was gorgeous. Right. I mean, they, they were beautiful, those that weren't diseased. <laughs> right. It started taking over all of them, so I said, I'm just going to get rid of them, you know, and uh, then I found out my wife didn't like them to begin with. So, uh, <laughs> oh, Lordy. All these years, she finally told you. Yeah. Well, I know. She um did. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, nice seeing your voice again, buddy. So, I know, are you still there, George? Yeah. Okay. I know one thing that um, that they get, and, and I mean this is pretty much all around North Carolina for heaven's sakes, is anthracnose. Okay, so that's a problem. But I'm not sure um, about about it causing problems for something else. Now, if you took your privet up and you planted something else where that privet was, it probably would not do well, or it could get anthracnose for sure. But um. Right. Yeah, so so we'll do a little bit more checking on it and see what we can find out. Well, George, I'm not a fan of privet. <laughs> it's it's taken over my whole my whole bottom, and every time you look at it, a new sprout comes up. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, you got those little pretty white flowers. But I I, I think it's about as bad as as uh, the dreaded dreaded kudzu wisteria. and wisteria. Oh, golly, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, uh, well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it so much. Thank right. you, George. Appreciate thank you calling. You. Talking about the wisteria. Uh, when we were in Monet's Gardens and, and other places in um, uh, they France, they were talking about wisteria, and uh, they were talking about it as if it was some sort of specialized plant and uh, you had to take care of it and so forth like that. And I turned around to my wife and I said, you can't get rid of wisteria <laughs> once it right. gets once it gets going, man. You just, it, it like you say with kudzu, I mean, you just, there's not much you can do. It it's, just, it's, it's, it it's, takes over. It's destroyed a whole bottom land down there. Mm-hmm. Blow my house, as you all see when you come in. Well, And the trees are going to come down sooner or later because you can't control it. Yeah. And you need to think of it, it was brought over here along with kudzu as something to control soil erosion in in the days of the the dust bowls and this and that and kudzu was a japanese plant was it not boy did it was that a mistake yeah well even rambling rose used to have those on the farm right you you couldn't you couldn't kill it They, they were pretty when they bloomed but what other kind of use was it for a rambling rose except wildlife protection (laughs) <laughs> oh me well it's ten twenty-eight this uh, morning on weekend gardener and we're going to take a pause for some news and we'll be right back with the rest of the show
Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. That last commercial message uh, reminded us that they're having a big uh, plant sale today at the Botanical Garden uh, over near Chapel Hill, so uh, it'd be a good place to go there. Uh, welcome back to Weekend Gardener. We're in the closing moments of this week's show. We go until 11 o'clock this morning. We've got Phil Campbell, Rufus Edmiston. I'm Tom Campbell, uh, sitting in for Mike, who is uh, in Europe and will be departing, did he say Monday? Be back on Monday, I believe. Be back on Monday. Yep. Anyway, so he'll yeah. be back here next week, uh, returning some semblance of knowledge and, and uh, order to this <laughs> yeah. whole thing. In the meantime, we thank you for your calls, 860-9783. Paul from Wendell is with us this morning. Paul, good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Beautiful day today. It is. It's nice to have not have rain on a Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> really. Unusual, too. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, boy, Mike Raley's in a beautiful place. I've been to Aix-en-Provence, man. It's a wonderful little village. Uh, my sister, my cousin used to live a couple villages away from there, oh. and it Provence is just glorious. I loved it. Much much cooler than Paris, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, I have um, I got a fig tree that looks beautiful right now. It's all you know leaves all over it, but in the couple of the crotches where the branches split apart, there's some weird growth, and I don't know what the heck it is. Is, or is there anything that comes to mind? It, it looks like a fungus that's like rotten into the wood. I scrape some of the bark away, and it's you know just like a darker, softer, Section. reddish kind of color. No, doesn't seem to be any bugs on it. Is it mushy? Kinda. Oh. Um, I don't know exactly what that is without seeing it, but I do know that down next to the to the base of a fig, there. Well, just in the fig itself, mine has a lot of uh, really old branches that have cracked and and need to be cut out, and um, so it may be that that was disease not disease but that it was old and needed to be cut out and then some type of fungus got on it Uh, that's what usually happens uh, with any kind of plant if it's weakened in some way like die starting to die then something else will attack so um, you might want to just cut all that off Uh, i've got some like i said i've got some huge branches that need to be cut out of mine i just haven't had the time because it's going to take more than clippers it's going to take like mm-hmm. a little um handsaw uh to get those out so um that may be what it is i can't be sure without seeing it but um you could just try getting cleaning that up and cutting it out okay all right Thank, thanks a bunch okay. thank thanks, you paul. paul now going back to pruning again the topic mm-hmm. of pruning i've always heard february is the best time to prune fig uh, trees and bushes is that correct you have to be careful depending on how warm it is uh in february but yeah sometime around the first to middle of february okay well it's still cold yeah before it starts to yeah. set the figs and and in doing so how much should you take off a tree or a bush a fig they, they, they are you still care. talking fig <laughs> yeah they really don't care but i don't take a lot of mine off and it's kind of back to don't plant a tree 
where, where you not can't let it yeah, grow right. right and so i don't take a lot off of mine at all except i did take some off to do cuttings but um i i don't i just kind of let mine go except that these um the one i was just talking about um with paul there's some huge i mean they're probably I don't know how big they are at the bottom, but they're huge, and they they've got to be cut off because they're they're die they're yeah. dying or dead. And yeah. figs is an, uh, another uh, uh, bush or tree that hard to kill. Yeah, it is. It's for sure. Well, and yep. I'm glad of it. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. <ya>. Yeah, <laughs> I love my fig tree. I do too. Yeah, y'all had some of Lib's figs preserves. So. Yes, oh, we have, and they're Wonderful. delicious. That's one of her specialties. I, I have cut mine back. And I've been out there almost 50 years, and the figs were there. They're at least 100 years old. I've cut them to the ground twice, and now they're out of out of control because yeah. they rotted a board because they were touching the side of the garage, and I need to clip them off again this fall. But I, my theory is that you can't cut a fig down low enough if you're willing to wait a while. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because they will pop back. Weekend Gardener, Betty is from Raleigh, and she's on the line. Good morning, Betty. Good morning. I have a crepe myrtle that's doing well, but at the base, there are about 10 shoots coming up. <laughs> and yep. I, I can't have 10 more trees <laughs> in this little area. So can I, I keep clipping them every year, but they keep coming back up. Well, they're coming off of the root, really. And you yeah. and every everybody that's got a, a crepe myrtle is going to have that, except a very few species, and so you you can do nothing. As Phil may know something different, but I, I've got hundred year old crepe myrtles, and I just have to clip them off every year. Yeah, you just have. That's the only way to get rid of those. Just I mean, they're and they're going to shoot up. Yeah, they're prolific. Yeah. So oh, okay. So don't don't I, even think of trying to poison them, or you'll poison the whole kill. tree. <laughs> If I spray it to kill the shoots, will it damage? No, no, no! Don't dare you do that. You don't want to do that. It'll go into the tree. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, thanks for the information. All right. Just enjoy <laughs> those beautiful crepes, mm-hmm. and yeah. don't create crepe murdercide. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, thank you very much. Love your show. Thank you, Betty. Thank Appreciate you, you calling. <laughs> Weekend gardener. We're glad to have you with us this morning. I tell you what, uh, Jason, let's take a short break here and we'll come back uh, with the rest of the show. You're listening to one of the longest running radio shows in the country. The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, it's not Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It is Rufus, but with Phil Campbell, and I'm Tom Campbell. We're glad to have you listening to us this morning. Again, beautiful weather. This is this is ideal time. The ground ought to be warming up, so it's a good time to be putting plants in the ground. Uh, lots going on today. We've got uh, Apex is having their peak festival. Uh, from 9 till 5 o'clock today, Ham and Yam Festival's going on in Smithfield. Um, the the uh, Botanical Gardens is having a big sale. Uh, most all kinds of, uh, of events are taking place. And, Phil, uh, I, I have to give you a little plug here. Campbell Road Nursery is getting ready to have a huge open house next week. We are. And we I, are. Boy, I've been there before, and that's an event. 
Well, we, we're going to have an open house. We have the food truck this weekend as well, but uh, we're going to have open house next weekend. We'll have lots of specials, and we'll have the food truck. It's the tasty, tasty food truck with Mediterranean food, but they also have uh, the hot dogs, um, and I think they're going to add hamburgers next week. Their french fries are the best in the world. Um, well, I, I had the hot dog. And you dog. can get a salad. It was a hu- a the salad. hugest hot dog I've ever had. I said two. And had to take one home. <laughs> That's right. So um, they'll be there, and then we'll have lots of lots of goodies. We'll have the um, the donuts and sweet rolls in the morning with coffee, and uh, what just uh, lots going on. So, and if you don't well, get what a parking, should we be looking for when we go to your open house? Well, first of all, let me tell you this: what you should be looking for is a parking place. If you don't <laughs> find a parking place in our lot, um, I apologize. We do have a couple of overflow lots, and you can also park at the shopping center and walk on the sidewalk down to the nursery. So um, I do apologize for the parking problem, but I don't think the town of Cary would let me build a little parking deck there. So <laughs> We'll have to get um, a shuttle service going but I have, on. That's right. I do have really good neighbors, and I appreciate uh, Miss Libby Bell letting us park at her house. And uh, then down the street, uh, Catherine allows us to park in her front yard. So uh, we do have somebody directing traffic uh, if the lots are full, and then they'll tell you where to go to park. So, um, But next weekend, we'll have lots of specials. And uh, I do know that right now the fruit trees are on sale for 75% off. Wow. And so I would go out, and we still had some pears and apples and things like that. So they're on sale, uh, just those, not the blueberries or the figs. So uh, not to be uh, confused with that. But we've lots, we've got lots of perennials. Our new annuals are coming out every hour, literally. And um, we've got shrubs, a new crop of shrubs will be in this week again. And just lots of goods, goodies, lots of goodies. Oh, listen, this, it's always – and here's one of the things I love so much about your open house. You see everybody. Yep. I mean, you can just speak to friends and neighbors, and they come from all around this part of the country, and yep. it's just a great spirit to it. It's yep. the kind of thing that uh, we don't have enough uh, opportunities to, to do things like that uh, and to enjoy, as Rufus says, good hot dogs and lots of good fun and – uh, is WPTF going to be broadcast? That's right. Yep. Got to got to get that in. Um, yep. Mike and uh, Rufus and whoever wants to come by to see them, uh, they're going to be there from 8 until, until 11. And um, I'm sure Rufus will be fixing up a hot dog for himself there. But, um, <laughs> or two. But, yes, or two. But, uh, yeah, come on out because uh, Mike and uh, Rufus would love, and I'll love to see you, but uh, – you can get to visit with Mike and Rufus and talk to them. I know there was a couple of people that have come by this week that grew up with Mike down in Nashville and Rocky really? Mountain area. Yep, and they're going to be coming by and bring it. And one guy came by, said he had some things he was going to bring to show Rufus next week. So we're pretty excited. Oh, my goodness. Now you got me thinking. What, uh-huh. what no, could it's it just be? Some, some things from mem- memorabilia from when you ran for oh. office so he's he's coming by to share that with you maybe a rufus watch there you go yeah <laughs> you still wear yours uh every i wear the sam Irvin watch one day and the rufus watch the next day wow 
Sam Irwin. And the rest of the days, he doesn't know what time it is. <laughs> and doesn't care because he's off work. <laughs> yeah. We were talking earlier about the fact that uh, the Kentucky Derby is going to be run this afternoon. And I just got a news break that said that the uh, favorite in the race, Fort, uh, has been withdrawn uh, hmm. the, uh, by the veterinarian, uh, bruised right foot. Uh, and he was the three to one morning line favorite to win. Oh, my goodness. So it's going to be a very interesting race um late this afternoon uh, it's just always a, a fun time to be there and to see all the, the hats and all of the finery that people are wearing uh i was going to uh, just a, in a moment or two i was going to get in uh, last week when we were in france uh, part of the main reason i wanted to go was to go to normandy and the enormity of what took place in world war ii with d-day uh, is just mind-boggling. There were 150,000 troops that uh, were involved in this D-Day. When, when you dig into it, it took over a year to do all of the planning. And when you see what all was involved between the air uh, and the sea and the land uh, attacks, it, it's just it's mind-boggling. And Probably the most meaningful thing to me was to go over to the American Cemetery, 9,600 graves in that mm. cemetery. And we, mm. were, we were privileged to be able to see a special ceremony paying tribute to uh, American soldiers and those who had served the country in whatever uh, military uh, form uh, were privileged to stand on the front line and to watch uh, as – uh, they paid tribute to these people who gave their lives. And then we did an about face and turned and faced that cemetery, which had a flagpole. And we played and sang the national anthem. Oh, wow. And then afterwards, taps. And that was extremely emotional. Uh, <laughs> went to Omaha Beach. Uh, I got a, a little sand from Omaha Beach to bring back. Um it was just one of these experiences that that uh, is difficult to explain, uh, and as time goes on, will be probably more and more meaningful to me. Uh, but it was that was a large part of the reason why I wanted to do this uh, trip uh, was to go see Normandy because I've done so much reading about Churchill and Roosevelt and Eisenhower and so many of the other uh, great leaders of that time. And it, it raised the question, uh, do the times make the man or do the man make the times? And uh, that's a question. And I use the, the term man uh, uh, broadly from the standpoint, I think, women also. But it was, uh, it was certainly a time when people came forward uh, for this country. And the question that was raised uh, in, in the group that we were in is, would we be able to raise such an army today? Would we as a people be willing to make the sacrifices that were made? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I remember hearing my mother and father talking about you couldn't buy nylon hose. Uh, coffee was sometimes difficult. Sugar. Eggs, sugar. Um, mm-hmm. You couldn't buy tires for cars because they were all being used in the military effort. They were turning out right. a B-25 every six minutes. Uh, I, I, this country was just... Uh, 
it was a time, a, sp- a special time and place, and that's sort of a, a an imponderable question because it, we wouldn't know unless the circumstances were raised again. And God help us, let's don't ever have situations like that again. But it was it was a very it was a very very meaningful trip, and uh, it, it was one that uh, I will remember for the rest of whatever days I have. Uh, anyway. Um, Rufus, anything going on with you so far as this coming week is concerned? Well, I'm just going to hang in there. We had a a, a note from uh, Joe the Bouncer. He's one of our Aww. our regular fellows, and he Joe. said he said that he had ordered two of the hot dogs. I've I've I have to retract my admonition of you're not being able to eat two of those hot dogs. I got two myself, and I could only do one, and I needed a shovel to handle the one I ate. <laughs> That thing was a, that thing was a beast. <laughs> yep. That's from Joe the Bouncer. Now he he he's a big guy. Yep. So that's that's if he can't put two down. And and just remember the 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 oh, yeah. we always do the Edward Cliff Joyner saying of the day. Yes. This one is I've got nothing to do today but smile. Ooh. Paul Simon. Oh. Paul Simon. Good. And then then the Rufus admonition. Okay. Be the person your dog thinks you are. Oh. Oh. That's hard to be. We've just gotten a new dog around our house. We've gotten oh. a, a, another Boykin Spaniel. Uh, this one is six years old. Oh, and, yeah, I remember uh, the old one. Yeah, well, and, and Helen is eight years old, and they've sort of found some peace between them. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the other one's name is Karma, believe it or not, which is oh. Karma. Uh, but she's kind of uh, headstrong, and uh, she's definitely an alpha dog. Uh, so we're still trying to adjust uh, to all of that, but it's been uh, been lots of fun. And, of course, our other dog, uh, Lucky, who is part Jack Russell and part whatever we don't ever know else from Saving Grace, uh, he don't put up with a whole – he's a grumpy old man. He don't put up with a whole lot from any of them. So uh, interesting days ahead for us. About, For sure. about 16 years old? Yep. That's that's Jasper, wow. good old Jasper. Yep. Oh, Jasper. Listen, Jasper's just a good old boy. He's just a good old yeah, hound good old dog. Boy. He, he sure is. He's he a is. weekend gardener dog. Yep. Is he? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I remember Jasper. Um, <laughs> this is the day to put your hands in the dirt. Get yep. out there and go to it today. Yep, and get some flowers, flowers yep. and veggies. The soil is about the right temperature now for most anything. It should be isn't fine. It? It, it should be warming up pretty good. Go see Phil. It was cold this weekend, but I mean this week, but it should start warming up now. I think it's going to be in the 80s. Yeah, the, the I was looking at the long range temperature for next week, and they were saying high 70s, 80s, not yeah. much rain. Yeah, yeah. This is the weird kind of weather we've been having around here. It's either rainy as sin or dry as dust. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've had a good show right. today, Tom. Uh, Thank you for being uh, here. Yeah, a lot of callers. I always it's love doing great. it, and I and it's you've it's, done a good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, tell tell uh, Mike to give me a raise. I will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do Jason's it. in there. Jason's in there yeah. in the control room, and he Going just him he's grinning like a possum. Tell yeah. him to give him one. Why, right? don't we, why don't we tell Boss Don to give give both you and me a raise? Well, yeah. It could raise my pay 100% and still be the same thing. <laughs> hey, listen, folks, we have really enjoyed being with you today. It's been uh, 
it's been a lot of fun and i look forward to the next time mike goes away and we'll encourage him to do so again because it's it's always fun being on the and show he we, needs a break too and we'll try to get to to phil's open house next saturday yeah. uh, oh, when great. the show's going to be there so anyway thanks a lot uh we will see you in the funny papers as they used to say and mike will be back next week appreciate you listening to the weekend gardener <laughs>